0: Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, cojourners. I'm excited that you are here for another episode. And so, in this sacred season, As we think about our journey, I want us to consider what it will mean to create safe spaces for ourselves and those who we love. What does it mean? How do we create a space where people are emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally safe? where this is not a place where we are drained. This is not a place where we live on empty. This is not a place where we take. This is not a place where people have to have their walls and defenses up. But what it means to be intentional about the emotional space you create for those that you encounter what it means for you to be a safe person, emotionally and spiritually for others. And so I want us now to think about what it means for you. If you are a living sanctuary, a walking sanctuary, uh, not just for other people, but for yourself, right? What would be some of the key characteristics that would help you to create and maintain a safe space, right? Emotionally and physically. And so I invite you now to consider this moment, creating a safe space in your body, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, where you don't have to perform, you don't have to labor, you don't have to prove, You don't have to defend, you can be. You don't have to censor, you don't have to leave out any part of yourself, that in this moment, at this time and place, that all of you, every part of you is welcome here. Can you give that gift to yourself, the parts of you that you have discarded the parts of you that you have denied, can you welcome the truth, welcome the truth of who you are, and in that welcoming, as we declare welcome home, that if you're at home within yourself, you can breathe, if you're at home within yourself, your muscles can relax. If you're at home within yourself, you can loosen your jaw. You can relax the pit of your stomach. If you're at home within this within yourself, you can unclench your hands. There's no one to fight here. <laughs> There's no fighting here. Not because it is not allowed, but because it is unnecessary. Hmm. And so we consider creating safe spaces for ourselves and also what it means to be a safe person for your family, for your friends, for your partner, for your children, for your community, right? What would be the characteristics that would allow people to have breathing room around you? Do you want to be the kind of person where it is safe for people to show up in the fullness of who they are? Do you wanna be the kind of person that in your presence, people can lay down their burdens and their baggage and their costume? Do you wanna be the kind of person that people can exhale instead of holding their breath in your presence? So one of the key pieces for creating and being a safe space is being at home with who you are and expressing the truth of who you are. When we are in the presence of someone who is living and expressing truth, then it allows us to know we don't have to decode or detect or anticipate or prepare for the other shoe to drop or for the truth of who they are to be revealed that we can skip that performance, that song, we can skip that process and actually be real. So a part of what helps people to feel at home or to feel safe in your presence is when you show up in authenticity and truth right? When we are performing and pretending, even if people don't know the fullness of what's underneath, they can sense the fragility of our own identity. And so they are bracing themselves because what they are reading is falsehood. What they are reading is pretend. What they are reading is that you are attempting to trick or deceive or manipulate, right? But when I'm absolutely being myself, then people know what they're getting, right? They know where I stand. They know what I think. They know how I feel. I'm not leaving it to them, to try to decode, right? And so, when we are in the presence of authentic people, and notice when I say authentic, I don't mean mean or cruel, right? Some people have misunderstood what it means to be real. So then, when people are vicious or malicious, they'll say, "Oh, that person is telling it like it is. That that person is being truthful or honest." Well, when you are attacking people dehumanizing people that's not being real it is something about you that is needing to demean another to receive the praise of the crowd right to for, for the audience sake that somehow if i ridicule them it will make me look praiseworthy so when i say real i don't mean cruel yes When I say real, I mean being settled in the truth of who you are, being comfortable as yourself. And when I'm comfortable with who I am, I have nothing to prove. And when I'm comfortable with who I am, I am not holding an agenda to attack or dismantle you, right? That's labor. So I'm not needing to do that work because I'm already clear about me, yes? And so... To be welcoming, to be inviting emotionally is to be sincere. Yes? When people grasp that you are sincere, that you are real, that you are authentic, that you are in touch and in tune with yourself, that you own the truth of your journey, then it gives permission, space, and safety for people to also own the truth of their journey. Yes. So if I am uncomfortable, it will often make other people feel uncomfortable, right? Because there is a sense that we are not grounded, that we are not operating in clarity or honesty. So if you want to think about how can I be more welcoming or inviting or comfortable for friendship, for relationship, for family. It really starts with me being actually at home within myself, right? This homecoming journey. When I am not grounded in the truth of who I am, anything that I build relationship-wise will be false or fragile because how can I build connection When I am wandering and disguising myself. Yes. So for people to build connection with you, there needs to be a self that you hold for them to identify and then relate to. Mm -hmm. So let us consider instead of erasing ourselves in service of others, thinking that that will make them at home in our presence. Let us tear up that script and rewrite a new script where to be free, to be myself, is also to create space for people to be free, to relate to me, to connect with me, for them to know that there is a me they're responding to, that I am not just a yes or an agreement, or a clone, or a duplicate of whatever it is they're saying or doing, but I have my own life experience, yes? And so owning the truth of who we are helps to create a sense of safety in our relationships with ourselves and with others. It also is going to be important to know that people can feel more safe in our presence when we prove that we are trustworthy. So I often tell clients when they're building friendships, it's not for them to, at the very beginning, in the first meeting, to tell someone their life story. You don't know yet if someone is trustworthy to be able to hold your story. And so developing connection happens over time. And so we share some and then see how people respond to what you're sharing. And when they share with you, they're getting a sense of, can you handle their truth? Are you trustworthy? Or do they tell you something one day and the next day, everybody on the block or everybody on your job or everybody in the community knows what they said to you. And so for me to be A safe space is for me to be trustworthy. So I invite you to consider the ways in which you have been trustworthy and the ways in which you have not. So we want to be really honest with ourselves when we're in denial. Then we can just say, oh, I've always been 100 percent trustworthy. And when we make that statement, we're usually thinking about trust in very narrow ways. Right. So there are some very maybe egregious or severe acts of betrayal that perhaps you have not engaged in. But there are other ways in which we have betrayed people's trust. Right. There are other ways in which we have not honored the sacredness of people sharing, either by breaking their confidence with other people or by not honoring it in the ways in which we have responded, the ways in which we have made space or not made space for what has been shared. And so for me to grow in this area requires radical honesty, for me to consider my friendships, my relationships, my family, what are the ways in which I have shown myself to be trustworthy, And what are the areas in which I need to grow, right, emotionally, time-wise, energy-wise, spiritually, so that I can really be a trustworthy friend, so that I can really be a trustworthy family member, so I can really be a trustworthy parent or partner. Yes? So we want to be at home within ourselves. We want to uh, know that trust is going to build over time and we want to be trustworthy so people can know that in my presence, uh, there is safety here, um, that in my presence, there is not condemnation, that in my presence There is grace and compassion, even as I am hearing the realities of our journeys. Yes. It also is important to know that if I want to create a sense of sanctuary and safety for me to be willing to be vulnerable, to be willing to be honest, for me to have a sense of openness where I am actually emotionally available. If I am a wall, then people may lean on me to a certain extent, but they're not really safe because they don't have a sense of the human being they are interacting with. Yes? And so I invite you to consider... What are the ways you have been emotionally open and honest and with who and in what times and spaces and what are the ways in which you have been guarded, defensive, suspicious, closed off, shut down? Mm. Now, of course, with compassion, we know there's been a reason why we have been those things, often life history, but I want to consider as I am creating safe space that I don't want the pain of the past to keep me shut down in my present and closed off from my future. Yes? We also, as we consider creating safe space and being a safe place for others, those we care about. We want to be intentional about being spacious, invitational, inclusive of a diversity of perspectives and experiences. What does that mean? It means while you may have certain themes in your life or certain values That for people to be my close friend, we have to have these commonalities. I get that. That makes sense. And at the same time, if to be in conversation or friendship with you, people have to agree with you about everything, it is going to feel very unsafe for people to tell you what they really think and what they really feel, right? Right. So I want to be the kind of person where people can say what they think, what they feel, even if it is different from what I think or what I feel, right? That our journeys have been different. Our life experience has been different. And some of us say that, oh, of course I'm open and people could say what they wanna say, but the ways in which we can judge and penalize and make assumptions and categorize based on uh, not being a clone is really problematic, right? And what it does is it teaches people to hold parts of themselves away from you. And so those aspects of who they are don't disappear. They just are hidden, right? They don't go away. They hide that thought or that perspective from you. So then you start to say, like, how much of a friendship is this really if we are uh, self-selecting, right? If we can only share with each other things that we are on one accord about. And so then we end up avoiding, avoiding conflict, avoiding certain topics. Avoiding the truth of, of who we are. Yes. And so when you are clear about what you think or feel, then, uh, you don't get hostile because someone has a different perspective. Right. Now, as I said, I do know there are some themes that you would say these are kind of like deal breakers. Right. There are some pieces where if, you know, if we're not in agreement on this, then, right, it's, it's not going to be a friendship or it's not going to be a relationship. So that is fine, right, to say to define for yourself what those values are. And I would say even with that, is it everything, right? Is it that you can only be friends with people who agree with you 100% about A to Z? Right. That is just not going to work and it's going to make things feel very fragile. hmm. So I invite you to think about in your friendship circle, what are the uh, differences of perspective of life experiences and to think about how you have responded to that, how you handle that and how they respond to you? Yes. To create a safe space, we also want to make sure we create space for other people to talk, right? (laughs) If you have to be the center of attention, if you're the kind of friend who calls and talks nonstop about themselves and never checks in with the person you're speaking to, that's not going to really feel safe, right, for the other person. And so being intentional, about holding space uh, for everybody to be able to be present, right? That our various journeys, our life experiences, our concerns, our dreams, right? They're all important. And so being mindful of who's being overshadowed or who you are overshadowing or who is crowded out of the conversation and being the kind of person that makes room. Right. That makes room for other people to speak, for other people to share. That will create a sense of emotional safety in your presence. And then it's important to know that even more than what you say, what makes people feel safe around you is your heart and your spirit. Right. Cause those are going to guide your actions. I can say all the time, like, oh, I'm a very loving person. I care so much about people. But if that's not what people pick up from your facial expressions, if that's not what comes through in your tone, if that's not uh, what uh, is really communicated by the way in which you talk to people or treat people, then those words will mean nothing as my mother loves to say, it does matter how you treat people, right? So the way I create sanctuary, the way that I create safe space is not uh, simply in saying the right words, but it is checking in with my heart so that I am actually emotionally and spiritually showing up with an openness, with a care and letting compassion guide my interaction. Yes. And then the very last one I will say to create a safe space is to actually think about your physical space. So whether that is your home, your room, your office, whatever your space is, when people come into the place, does it feel inviting? Yes. So sometimes we are picking uh, furniture that looks very fancy, but it, it clearly communicates don't relax here. right? <laughs> don't touch anything, right? If I have created like a museum, a gallery space, then it doesn't really put people at ease. It is quite beautiful, but people can feel very frozen. Like, let me not mess anything up. So yes, have a beautiful space, but also think about making your space invitational in the texture, in the color, in the scents, in the smells, so that when people come into your space, they can breathe. I'm excited about us being on this journey of coming home to ourselves. I invite your spirit to tell your heart, soul, mind, welcome home.